He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo, the true entertainment law podcast. I'm your host, Lauren PV House, and usually we talk about entertainment law, but it has been brought to my attention that some of our listeners maybe aren't comfortable using housewives jargon in their everyday lives. And today is my job to stop that. I never want you again to feel as though you're listening to this podcast and you're not in on the joke. Specifically, this episode is dedicated to one of my Apple podcast reviewers who was incredibly turned off by the time I used the word ingredients. And she told the world that my use of that word ingredients butchered the English language so bad that like... As an attorney, it was embarrassing or something. I didn't, I didn't really think too much into that, but it made me laugh a little bit. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, that's really sad. She doesn't get it. So here I am to put it on the record. We're going to go through and I'm going to share with you my top most quoted housewives little slingbacks or sayings or I don't know, whatever the hell you call them. Um, And then in hopes that this educates my listeners and there will be no more nasty grams because I did use the word ingredients correctly. And just because you don't know that that's correct doesn't mean that you're right that I'm wrong because I'm right and it's my show. And there you go. And that's that on that. So please enjoy this is how the word ingredients came to be used in my everyday life. Take a listen. Jennifer, what do you think of the recipes? Oh, I just love them. You know, there's no fancy ingredients. That's how we cook. I remember when I first got married, I would buy cookbooks and they would be like a million um, ingredients. Like some ingredients that we never use as Italians. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, coming. And I'm like, what the hell? He's like, I don't even like that, you know, the way that tastes, you know? Uh-huh. No, what is it, cumin or cumin? Cumin. 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 Now, anyone who's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time knows that I'm not really an avid New Jersey listener, but I do know a lot of the jargons, and so I do want to introduce that one to you because I'm not trying to get caught up in that little fiasco again. But I don't really have any more New Jersey quotes for you that I would use. Um, Maybe prostitution whore engaged 19 times. If I ever yell prostitution whore, like, please, no, I'm not referring to you at all. I mean, come on, people. So next, we're going to travel a little bit to the east. And we're going to go to one of my favorite franchises ever, which is the Real Housewives of New York, and this little saying came about when the Real Housewives of New York were out in Morocco for a little vacation, and I believe Luann was there, uh, I think Jill was there, um, Ramona, Sonia, and Alex McCord was definitely there, and I think Kelly Ben-Simone 
if I'm not mistaken. So at one point, Countess is getting a henna tattoo with some of the other girlies, and Alex McCord comes trunchbulling down the stairs and leaves us with what could just be referred to as one of the more iconic scenes um, and one of my most quoted sayings ever. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the buffalo. And I was like, you know what? Then you can't take it off. What if you change your mind? I just don't want it to happen. What is like that? Is that a buffalo coming down the stairs? Remind me of something that. Okay. What's going on? What's the matter? Luann, I would like to have a word with you when you're done. Okay. What's wrong? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Is she trying to interrupt our henna session? I mean. Thankfully, Countess Luann and Alex McCord have a very deep rooted history. And this isn't the first and won't be the last time that we'll hear a quote between Countess and Alex McCord. In fact, Herman Munster's shoes made by Louis Vuitton is also something very quotable. I present to you Countess and her Herman Munster shoes. You came after me in your Herman Munster shoes. They're Louis Vuitton shoes. Even whatever. Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. And you know what? Countess Luann is not wrong. Louis Vuitton does make mistakes, and I think we've seen them make a couple of mistakes here and there over the years. We're going to take a little departure, and we're going to leave the East Coast, and we're going to head down south to another one of my favorite franchises, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. If you are not listening to The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I'm sorry, listening, watching. If you're not watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta and haven't been watching from the beginning, this is your sign. This is your call to action. Stop what you're doing. Put it all down. Just unplug everything except your television or whatever you use to consume video media and watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you have to start from pretty early on because the friendships there are deep and it's really fun. So in this part of Real Housewives of Atlanta, the part we're going to drop into is a glamorous camping trip. And it's interrupted when Marlo who used to be a friend of and is now a full-time housewife, Marlo suggests that somebody in the group is spreading terrible rumors about Candy Burris. And these rumors start just off by saying that Candy is a lesbian. But that's not where they end. And I'm not going to tell you where the rumors end because I'm going to need you to go watch it. But until then, here is... Who said that? Candy, are you a lesbian? What? Marlo, Because I've heard that, and someone at this table has what? been talking behind her back saying she's a lesbian in the closet. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? We do find out who, in fact, said that at the reunion. And it really is a bombshell and not a bombshell like, oh, watch and see what happened to Heather's eye. It's a bombshell like you wouldn't fucking believe. So this next scene comes from another iconic housewife named Nene Leakes, who's no longer on our show, but has also held parts on extremely popular uh, syndicated shows. I don't know if this is syndicated, but I'm going to say it is Glee 
She was on Glee. I mean, that's pretty incredible. This is Nene Leakes going to visit, I believe, Kenya in her, I want to say apartment, but it's like an apartment hotel, like a long-term stay. And Nini's very upset with the living conditions that this woman is now living in and is going to do something about it because she is a true friend. I was shocked, honey. I was in tears almost. And it has a white refrigerator. I was like, oh, oh, not a white refrigerator. Girl, please put your shoes on. Let's go find you a home, honey. Oh, Lord. The Real Housewives of Dallas was very short-lived, but did give us a lot of very important pieces of history. First, it gave us Dr. Tiffany Moon, who you know that at Allegedly Bravo, we're obsessed with her. Um, All-time favorite housewife, smartest bitch alive, love her. Also, we support her no matter what. Go get one of her candles. They smell delicious. But also, The Real Housewives of Dallas gave us Leanne Locken, who, if you're unfamiliar, is an ex carny which is a carnival worker. She grew up in the carnival, and she had a pretty rough-and-tumble life, and then she ended up marrying this guy who had one eye and was like a sheriff or something, which I feel like you should need two eyes for that job, but like not trying to shame anybody for being, you know disabled in a certain way but I do feel like if you're going to use a gun you should have two working eyes but that's just me and maybe he's retired I don't know but Leanne Locken was a cuckoo bird and there was a point in time when she was getting hmm I think it was breast implants or like getting her implants redone in a surgery and she did not go to her castmate Uh, Carrie Duber. She didn't go to her husband's surgery center. She went uh, to an offshoot surgery center. And actually, unfortunately, she ended up contracting a flesh eating bacteria while going on a housewife's trip pretty soon thereafter getting her boobs done. And it was not so good. Oh, or was it her belly button? I can't remember, but it was weird. Anyway, at the doctor's appointment, when they're like getting her all ready to go under, she's sitting in the room, like the doctor's room and the audience is behind in front of the door and behind the closed doctor's office door is Leanne Locken. And she's sitting with Brandy Redman, who used to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And they're talking about Carrie Duber. And we hear Leanne Locken whispering through the door, about how, you know, she grew up different. She grew up a carny and she didn't grow up with anything in her hands. No silver spoons, no knives. She didn't grow up with any knives of her hands, just hands, but they work quite well. Uh, Take, take that with what you will and make of it what you will. That's all I got for you.
heading back south and west, we have the Real Housewives of Orange County, our original, our crowned jewel, our prized possession. And this is our friend Lydia, who's just a ball of sparkles and annoyingness, trying to comfort Jesus Jugs, who actually did have to go on Xanax for bullying. I think that they were just trying to say their point of view. I don't think that they were but, bullying. And okay. for you to say She's that is such and over a huge thing to say. So people commit it's suicide. Yeah. I don't think and I had to go on Xanax for it, Lydia. Vicki Gumbelson dated a toothless man named Brooks who she bought teeth for. Subsequently to purchasing Brooks teeth, he actually faked cancer and brought Newport Imaging into it and faked one of Newport Imaging's imaging, I don't know what you call it, results saying that he did have cancer. Turns out that was fake and we did get a one-on-one sit down with the two of them on Watch What Happens Live. It was great. It was fabulous. Um, everyone believed that Vicky was conned uh, or actually didn't think she was conned. They thought she was in on it. But Vicky was adamant after her and Brooks broke up that she was conned. Take a listen. I was conned. You were conned. You were conned. I was conned. You were conned. I was lied to. Oh okay, okay. Are you? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has brought us many sister moments and one of the best sister moments and most raw sister moments that we've ever seen on television and was robbed by not getting an Emmy or any sort of, I don't know, award, Nobel Peace Prize, um, were the Richard sisters in the back of the limo with Muhammad, I think, and Adrian. Was it Muhammad or Muhammad's brother? It was whichever one was going to date Kim, which I think was Muhammad's brother. Either way, this was when Kim was still using heavily. After everything that I have done for you, everything I've done for you, I'm always there for you. Everything you've done for me? Yeah, yeah, everything I've done for you. You stole my goddamn house! This next clip is Erica Jane pretending to be me singing in the car, pretending to do a duet with Taylor Swift. Actually, it's just Erica Jane being completely wasted, encouraging, what is that lady's husband's name? The, like, young man. Also, we should talk about that. Like, what is with Diana's husband being so young? It's weird. It's really weird. Anyway, this is Erica Jane clashing with his little song, Oh Holy Night. Show off your Broadway background. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> Honey, that sh- crashed two years ago. I think Erica probably misses the spotlight. Won't shut up. It's awkward.
While this clip is not from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it is in the same neighborhood because it's from Vanderpump Rules. Obviously a shoot off of Beverly Hills because of Lisa Vanderpump. And this one stars Miss Sheena Shea, who is just the cringiest of all time, and Stassi, who I know we've canceled Stassi, but it's just so quotable. Would you like something to drink? Well, uh, you probably would. She knows where the bar is. She's sitting with me. She doesn't work here anymore. She's a customer. Are you two talking to each other? No. Why not? Ask her. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. And we can't have a Sheena Shea moment without our good as gold. The last quote comes from one of my all-time favorite episodes of The Real Housewives of Anything, and it's a Housewives of Beverly Hills episode, The Dinner Party from Hell, where we were introduced to the medium, not just a medium, but the medium, Alison Dubois, the vaping medium. I used to watch the show about Alison Dubois called Medium every Friday night with my parents. We'd go get Golden Spoon Frozen Yogurt. This is before I worked there. And then we'd watch it. And then after I worked there, they would come visit me, get their froyo, and then go home and watch it without me. Oh, the life of the oldest daughter. Couldn't you just tell us stuff about telling us anything scary? Something that's not scary? Yeah. Oh, my God. But what I want to tell you might be irritating to you. So I so hesitate. Just say it. Just say it. Okay. Okay. Have you been married twice? Oh, well, then that's the last one you have. I guess that's good news. <laughs> I was thinking she was going to have to get married again, which meaning meaning you'd have a divorce. If my husband ever leaves me, I'm going with him. He will never emotionally fulfill you, ever. Know that. Obviously, that this episode isn't a full encompassment or a full embodiment of the jargon that I use in my everyday life or the things that you'll be hearing on this podcast, but I think it's a good place to start. And I really want to encourage all of you to keep listening, share these episodes with your friends, leave a five-star review, and just know that if you're ever like, huh, did she say that wrong? Or, Or did a housewife say that wrong before her and she's just copying them? Chances are a housewife said it wrong before me. After all, I did go to law school and graduate from law school, so I do know how to say things. Anyway, I hope that you guys have such a great new year. Buckle up. We're going to have more interviews than ever, more bombshells than ever, more cases covered than ever, and I'm really excited, and thanks for sticking around. I know we've had a lot of growing pains on this show, but I think we finally got it. I think we finally got it. Anyway, happy new year and court is adjourned. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. 
Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?